This is exactly right. All right, Scotty, do you want... I, I was going to give you a choice between feeling good and saying, what, what? Um, and I think I'm, I'm, we're just going to, we got to do both of these. Let's do um, both. I love having fun. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You're one of the guys I know who loves to have fun the most. That's right. Here it is. I'll give you the what? what? Pentagon officials suggest alien mothership in our solar system is sending mini probes to Earth. I mean, <laughs> Fine. Okay, we'll wait. We'll get into it. Uh, we'll let's let's buckle up for an out of this world episode of bananas. Gals, non-binary pals, welcome to Bananas. Sitting across from me is uh, the world-renowned screenwriter uh, and famously good time, Scotty Landis. Thank you. I'll take I. the second one's more important to me than the first one. And that guy over there is the one and only Kurt Brownoller. You know him as Curdy B. You know him as the Big Banana. And you know him when you see him that you're going to just laugh your fanny off. <laughs> or if you're from England or or Australia yeah, or wherever fanny, fanny means something keep else, your keep your fanny on and laugh your <laughs> rear end off. <laughs> How's it? Uh, so this is uh, just for everyone who we have. This is today is ending the eleventh okay. atmospheric river that Los Angeles has had in the last three months. True. And um, an atmospheric river is when the the water contents of the Great Nile, not kidding, that much water, drops onto uh, California in 24 hours. And um, I'm broken. I'm officially broken by the 11th one. I've always said... Los Angeles would be the most depressing city in the world if it didn't have sunshine all the time. And for the last three months, we have not been getting it, which is fine. It, yeah, to me, but don't you like water. snow more? Don't you like oh, snow yes. more? Also, like I understand if you live in the Pacific Northwest and it rains all the time, but you have that great beauty that goes with it. You know, these giant yes. trees, these, mm. these, this just this greenery exploding mm. everywhere. Los Angeles is just still just LA. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's mostly strip malls. Yes. And so it in is. the rain, it is the saddest place ever. Yeah, you take hiking out of LA and it is yes. Alcatraz. So it really is. But we're out that you know, sunny days are coming. There's They're no coming. way it simply cannot last it can't. anymore. <laughs> it can't. It really cannot. <laughs> I did think I was like, oh, are is this the new norm where uh the summers are so hot it's unbearable to be here and the winters are so cold and rainy that there's just no and like are we just gonna become that? Yeah. Is that our, our future? Because I, I hope so. I hope so. We did it to ourselves. I love reaping what you sow. I love if you do the if you do the time you crime. I love it. What I'm saying is, if you do the crime, you do the time. And I feel like we're doing the time now, and it's wild. It It is wild. Yeah, 
So what are we going to do? I can't fix it. How you doing? I'm great. I found out I'm going to move. Uh, DJ Skeet Skeet, my the owner of the house that I live in, decides he wants to move in. And honestly, I'm thrilled. I love change. I love new things. I feel yeah. like this has been a great chapter. I've You've been there for 10 years, bud. 10 beautiful years. Lots of parties. Lots of friendships. Lots of everything. And I'm like, after 2020, the walls closed in during the great choir you go yeah i need to switch this up so i'm i'm enthusiastic about whatever's coming next are you gonna have so, one last little uh br- hurrah little i'm yeah house closing addi- party addicted to the what a house it? cooling maybe i should do a house cooling <laughs> yeah, I have a house cooling i do have like a fairly decent bar stocked here where i could just say don't bring anything bring a cup and I'll yeah. have ice and alcohol and beer, and maybe we'll drink it empty. But I've already yeah. I got a storage unit. Right. And I've, it turns out I love storage units. I didn't know this about myself. Oh, I, I, I am not surprised that you love storage love units. Love it. I am not I, surprised. My house, I found out like two weeks ago, within a week, half my house was boxed and gone. I've been The rain's been hurting me because I put stuff at the top of my house, <gasps> uh, uh, hill for free. And so I can't do that when it's raining. But yeah. the amount of stuff I've gotten rid of is incredible. Beautiful, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's beautiful. The best feeling. Leave your past behind you. Get rid of your crap. Relieving yourself of physical, of material goods, I think, is one of the true... Uh, the the true uh, enlightened moments of of late stage capitalism. <laughs> what do you really need? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like what when you, you get really rid need? of it and you give it away, and you're like, that was that feels good. I feel lighter. Yep. Well, also, I I know I joked about this in 2020, but like I would switch up plates just to give another plate a chance to shine because I was alone <laughs> and I would use a pot and pan. I would use a plate and a knife and fork. And I just kept washing the same bowl or the same plate. And eventually, so I'm like, how many plates do I need in my life? Oh, man. That reminds me of this um, this amazingly wonderful book I read called Dishwasher. And if anybody hasn't read it, I highly recommend I it. I have not. It's by this dude, Dishwasher Pete, who um, through the 90s and into the early 2000s made it his mission to wash dishes in every state in America. And it's just like a tri- kind of a travel log about going around and 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 washing dishes, and it's a, huh. it's it's about America really, and it's That's beautiful, and cool it's about book. working too. You know, it has a real Studs Terkel kind of working feel to it as well. And he's a great writer; he's an interesting mm-hmm. writer. But one of the things that breaks him, and that makes it so that I won't tell you the end of the, but one of the things no that starts to like creep into him stopping his mission mm-hmm. is a blue plate. So he works at this place where there's a one blue plate; every other plate is white. I see. And then he starts to realize that he's always felt like when he's washing dishes, he comes in. There's a ton of shit and crap. I used to be a dishwasher. I get it. Like there's a ton of crap and then you methodically work through it until there's nothing left and it feels there's a sense of accomplishment Mm, there. Yes. And what the blue plate did was made him realize because the blue plate would just keep showing up every seven to eight minutes. He would wash it, put it out. It would get brought out. Someone would eat off of it and then it would be placed back in and it would be brought back in. And so then he just 
had this realization <laughs> that he's not actually like like taking this thing and moving it away, but instead he's just on a conveyor belt of yeah. endless work for himself. Interesting. And I that's that. what kind of finally broke him, this one blue plate. It's kind of a beautiful moment in the book, but I highly that, recommend the book for anybody who wants to. That's why I'm ready to move on. I blue plated myself. I, yeah. It's just, I just love it. Also, I went to UMass from Maryland intentionally because I did not know a single person in Massachusetts. Yeah. Made a ton of great friends that are still friends this day moved to atlanta made friends moved to brooklyn met you met Kristen, met all my best friends moved to la made a whole new flock of friends i really like when things change yeah. a lot of people are afraid of change a lot I of people it. seek comfort i seek comfort in change i think so change to me is it, it's always like um i always like just the reason i like the beach do you know? Because the mm-hmm. beach is where the sand and the ocean meet, that like liminal space. And that space, it's 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 not one thing or it's not mm-hmm. the other thing. It's like this mix of of experiences. And when you're like moving from one life into another life, I find that time, that transition time so very exciting. And it's scary yep. too, but it's awesome. It's scary, but it's part of it. Yeah. All right. Let's All right, speaking of living on the planet known as Earth. Pentagon officials suggest alien mothership in our solar system, sending mini probes to Earth. Now, I looked this up. This was sent in. You know what? And I'm so sorry. I I, I screen grabbed the wrong um, part of it. But a dude sent this in, or a lady, and I, or, or... Or non-binary. Or a non-binary. Or a uh, dog individual. with a computer. We yeah, don't we know. we don't know. We don't know you. It's um, parasocial your way to our way, not the other way around. But I didn't grab it. I did not grab it, and I apologize. Because they originally sent it. It was on, like... Um, hip-hop tv now <laughs> i was like <laughs> well is this i gotta day. like do some extra research and i and i found it on like eight different sites and okay. i unfortunately the best the most well-written um was the new york post it um, happens i i could have done the military times but they really they're not great with words so nope. pentagon officials suggest alien mothership in our solar system so this is the strangest. This Who wrote so it? Ben Cost? Was it our uh, boy Ben Cost? It's actually Greg Wenner. Wiener, maybe. It's W-E-H-N-E-R. Greg we Wiener. I'm going to say Greg Wiener. Thank you, Wiener. You're the best Thank in the you. biz. Best in the business. Pentagon officials said in a draft document last week that aliens could be visiting our solar system and releasing yeah. smaller probes like missions conducted by NASA when studying other planets. A draft Great. research author... Report authored by Sean Kirkpatrick, the director of, check this out, this is a new one, Scotty, Mm. the Pentagon's All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, which was created, I think, in August, and Abraham Loeb, chairman of Harvard University's Astronomy Department, so big, big deals, Mm -hmm. was released on March 7th and focuses on the physical constraints of unidentified aerial phenomenon. This was, in August, essentially, Joe Biden said, like, we just need to, we're going (laughs) to... We're going to put a bunch of money into figuring out what all these unidentified flying objects are in our solar, in in our atmosphere. Sure. Because the Pentagon released all those reports and there's just like hundreds of them. Okay. And there's hundreds that people simply don't know what they are and they move really weird and everything. And this is so funny that like this is not on this is not on people.com. This is not like on most places. Like New York Post was the most reputable source. But it is a report from the Pentagon. No one's talking about it. It's totally fascinating. Yeah, it is. Why don't people care? People do not care about it's 
It should I, be yes. huge news. Yes, if this came should. out in 1985, this would be huge it news. Would break us. But now people do not care <laughs> that there are potential UFOs or aliens. I, I think they either go, yeah, we've always believed this and we've seen yes. it and that's right. that. Or people go, well, it doesn't affect me day to day yet, so I'm not going to have to do anything. Right. But, uh, yeah. So this is what the new theory is. An artificial interstellar object could potentially be a parent craft that releases many small probes during its close passage to Earth, an operational construct not too dissimilar from NASA missions, the report read. These dandelion seeds, quote-unquote, could be separated from the parent craft by the tidal gravitational force of the sun or by a maneuvering capability... Um, the, AAR, the AARO was established in July 2022 and is responsible for tracking objects in the sky, underwater, and in space, or possibly an object that has the ability to move from one domain to the next. Mm-hmm. Congress at- tasked NASA to find 90% of all objects near Earth that are Get larger than 140 work. meters. Um, which in 2005, which resulted in the Pan Stars Telescope. So this is this is what's also fascinating. Okay. So the guy who is now head of this Pentagon department, yeah, he's the guy who had this crazy theory. So do you remember Umamu Umu Umu I hope okay. I do. <laughs> On October 19, Sounds 20, cool. 2017, the Pan Stars detected an unusual interstellar object that was later named. Umuamua or Scout in Hawaiian. I want to apologize oh, to anybody I who's see. Hawaiian. Hawaiian. Okay. I do not. I do not. I, my my tiny white speak mouth Hawaiian. is terrible at we saying. We love your, your culture. Words. We love your islands. And thank you for surfing. Thank um, you so much. The object was cigar shaped, appeared flat, and was propelled away from the sun without showing a cometary tail, leading science, oh, scientists to believe it was artificial. <laughs> <laughs> Three years later, another object was discovered, the report noted, namely NASA's Rocket Booster 2020 SO, which had no cometary tail. So, um, We're talking rep- UFOs. This is good for us. Bananas doesn't never, cover UFOs do or this, UAPs. Right? I think you have to... They, yeah. There's always something. Uh, the report also said six months before Oumuamua made its closest approach to Earth, a meteor-sized interstellar meteor, IM-2, crashed on Earth and exhibited an identical speed relative to the sun at large distances and, ident- and, and an identical shape to Oumuamua. You're um, doing great. So so this is the guy. So this was is not mentioned in this New York Post article, but this whole theory that Oumuamua is a spaceship... Mm-hmm. Because it didn't show a cometary tail as it accelerated out of the galaxy. Yes. The only way something usually accelerates like that is if the sun is burning off the the ice and the gases are shooting out behind it, like and and it's kind of projecting it out. Pretty but cool. Because it was going so fast and it didn't have a cometary tail, people are saying this is under artificial, some sort of artificial, um, you know, uh, propellant, not propellant. It's but being like reeled in. It's, oh, it's got some other yeah, thing. Yeah, so going it's got on. a drive. Like a Mazda Miata. Like exactly. A cool, like a inner space <laughs> Mazda Miata with the top down. How well, they cool. don't just decide once they see Elon Musk's Tesla orbiting the Earth, how they don't decide to just nuke the whole planet is beyond me. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's my theory is they think we're their rednecks. And oh, yeah. they, they're great at building fast things and terrible at all the technical stuff. So, yeah, dumb, <laughs> dat, dumb alien theory is what I will, I will 
take dumb until I'm proven wrong. Dumb alien theory. They're incredibly good at building stuff like rednecks are dirt bikes. Think why boat, don't you cars I mean, that like, turn into boats that go, drive on land that go in water? That's rednecks are great at that stuff. Why are we not writing a a horror comedy about dats? Yeah, sci-fi dats, dumb yeah. alien theory, where Is they're really? just like they're so good at getting here and zooming around and having fun, <laughs> just like a swamp buggy, just like <laughs> mudding in their truck with their BF Goodrich mud terrains. <laughs> But then when it comes to landing and getting out and talking, they're not good at that. They're not good at that. That's why they have drive through pharmacies and liquor stores in the South. They're not good at stopping. <laughs> they're good at going fast. Dumb Alien Theory coming to you on FXX. I love that. I love those the, the drive through um, beer barns in Pennsylvania where you weren't even allowed to touch the beer in the quote-unquote store. It was literally a barn. You just pop your trunk, tell them what you want. They put it in your trunk and you pay them. Yep. It was crazy. I don't do drive through daiquiri places in ah. Louisiana are still there, and and I feel compelled to do it every time I'm there. There's one really close to the airport. Also, the most tap beers I've ever seen in one place were in a gas station in Alabama with my dad on a road trip. We stopped really? to get gas, and there was a gas station. I think it was shaped <laughs> like a barrel, like a beer barrel. And we walked in, and it was like 100 ice cold taps, and we were like. <sighs> I mean, taps. It's not even cans or bottles. They're handing you a beer. So <laughs> it's a little different. Down I, there. Man, I wish there was more barrel-shaped houses, more uh, more everyday objects that you li- could live inside of. I wish there was more I of I could those. not agree more. There's a pretty cool bar called Idle Hour in North Hollywood that is shaped like a barrel. It mm. has now become one mm. of my favorite places to hang out uh but in the men's room they have old photographs of businesses in los angeles that are shaped like the things they're selling so there's like a fruit stand that's shaped like a giant watermelon there's like a flower shop that's shaped like a giant flower pot the front door you walk in and it has a big flower at the top Mm -hmm. and then in the back of idle hour they have a former i think hot dog stand that is shaped like a giant dog that you can sit in when it rains in los angeles but all those things, like, why did we go away from that? Houses yeah. are so boring looking. They're so boring. If every other house was just like a top hat, a oh. pair of dice. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a lot easier to find your friend's house. <laughs> I live in the giant pair of dice on Griffith. It, it, it makes people happy. It's yes. just houses are so ugly. Every time I see a house with like fake columns that do nothing but are decorative, I'm like, this is so stupid. That should be a giant pickaxe and a giant gold nugget <laughs> instead. And you go, yeah, we live at the gold nugget. <laughs> I just love, there used to be a, in, um, in Deal, New Jersey, there was mm-hmm. this house that everyone was like, uh, Billy Joel lives there. And I don't think Billy Joel ever lived there. But it was a house shaped like a baby grand piano. Incredible. Yeah. and But but you could only tell it was a baby grand piano if the, if you saw it from the sky. Like, if you yes. looked down, it was a baby yes. grand piano, like, on the roof. Yes. Um, but just the shape was like that, which is kind of easy to do, baby grand piano, because then you have, like, a big flat area up front so you can, like, look out on the ocean. What a dumb name, Baby Grand Piano. Yeah, it's funny. Just call it Piano. Take the Grand off of it and we're there. The Grand <laughs> is what's throwing the whole thing off. Just Grand Piano, Piano. Putting the baby <laughs> is really creepy. I'm going to go play the Baby Grand. Uh, boy, these people. Here's one for you. Mm-hmm. Um, mystery 
Uber Eats deliveries continue with dog food, condoms, ice cream, and butter chicken? I don't understand a word you just said. I read it so poorly. This is from <laughs> Britt Mamedovich. Thank you very much, Britt. Uh, mystery Uber Eats deliveries continue with dog food, condoms, ice cream, and butter chicken. This okay. was stuff.co.newzealand.nz, written by Caroline Williams, who is Man. the best of the best. When it's talking about stuff, you're talking about Caroline oh, Williams. Hell yeah. Dog food, mm-hmm. ice cream, uh-huh. condoms, and hot chocolate are the latest okay. items delivered to a man who's been receiving Uber Eats packages <laughs> from a mystery person. Jake Scott, 27, has received at least 35. 35. 35? Surprise. Yeah, this is a real phenomenon. Wow. This is stuff. This is not not stuff. This is a lot of money. This is a baby grand piano amount of deliveries on its way to becoming a <laughs> grandpa grand. grand. Yeah. Uh, has been receiving Uber Eats packages from a mystery person. Jake Scott, 27, has received 35 surprise Uber Eats deliveries to both his Auckland home and his job since Sunday. So this, I guess, is in a week. Grocery items were amongst the goods delivered, many of which were delivered as a single item, as well as a hot big breakfast, a 100-watt soft white Phillips light bulb, tampons, a single rose, and an unsigned, (laughs) unsigned note saying, I love you. An unsigned note? Yeah. What? It's it's a secret admirer or a really creepy dude friend. Uh, Oh, wow. Okay, hold on. How how do they get the note? Does the note have to be dropped off? Maybe Uber does that. I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Not going to lie. I've been eating some of it when free food shows up. Of course (laughs) you're going to eat it, Scott said. And also, you're right. Yeah. Y'all just throw it away. The Torbay resident is no closer to working out who is behind the delivery sense stuff first published about the mystery, but has ruled out some of his mates by requesting they show him their bank accounts or their Uber Eats transactions to prove their innocence, which they have. Uh-huh. The deliveries even caught up to him while he was out clubbing on Wednesday night with his favorite chocolate bar, a Kinder Bueno, hand-delivered to him inside of a nightclub by the Uber Eats driver. A nice dessert to compliment the butter chicken he was sent for dinner. Whoa. The treats just kept on coming, Scott says. When he woke up at home on Thursday morning, hot chocolate was waiting for him at his front door. He's also been sent toilet paper and dog food, despite not owning a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Or a butthole. (laughs) (laughs) Asked whether he felt uh, harassed by the delivery, Scott said he still felt amused. You can't complain when it's just turning up to your doorstep. Yeah. This is that's dude privilege though, right there. Yeah, that is yeah, a guy yeah. being like, "I'm fine. I'm big. I have a door. I want free food." KFC has also come to the party and offered Scott some vouchers after he jokingly asked the mystery Uber Eats person to quote send some KFC. <laughs> <laughs> he believed he was the victim of a prank and possibly someone trying to seek revenge, as he is known as a bit of a prankster himself. The Uber Eats drivers have only been able to share the names of those who made the deliveries, which included John P., Alofa T., Harry, okay. and Mr. X. Oh, man. Remember when we met that uh, multicam director and his name was something X? Not Jonathan X. Jonathan X. It was Jonathan X. Yeah. We met him at Village Cafe and Bakery. Yeah. And he was like, I love this idea. Kurt and I were going to do a pilot where Kurt was going to star as the host. So it was like a news type show. 
And this guy was a master at uh, studio multicam shooting where you sit and you look at all the screens if you've ever watched sports and go, camera one, camera two, camera three, back to two. And he was into it. He thought it was an awesome idea. And then it turns out that that guy was the red zone for NFL football. He was their director. And he was like, yeah. oh, I'm not available for four months. <laughs> we were like, well, cool. I'm glad we bought you coffee and breakfast. And this was all everyone's huge waste of time. Back to the story. It's very bizarre. This is not the only food mystery unfolding in Tamaki Macarao. Residents of the Waiheke Island have been plagued for a year by a person leaving single sausages wrapped in bread in their mailboxes. <laughs> the identity of the Surfdale sausager remains a mystery. <laughs> and locals say it is tearing the community apart with everyone pointing fingers at each other. Uh, there you go. Is, you know what? There is a long line in bananas of us covering... Uh, unwanted food gifts. And yeah. um, I think one of our first stories with Kristen Shaw on our very first episode right. was of someone uh, leaving mashed potatoes with gravy all in around mailboxes? town. Oh, yeah, in mailboxes. Right. Yeah. I like it. I like, I like it, it, too. I think it's cool. I mean, to get someone, to be able to get the Kinder Bueno delivered in the nightclub is next level. Whoever's yeah. doing this prank is... Like, that's beautiful. It's pretty fun. I mean, I still send... I mean, I'm guilty of this, too. I still go on wedding registries pretty often and buy something <laughs> dumb and just let her rip and say, you know, you guys are the best. May your love life last a lifetime. And I do it all the time because for, I don't know, fourteen ninety nine, you can send a gravy boat to somebody you've never met in Arkansas. And that's funny <laughs> to me. I want them to be like, who is Scotty? We don't know this guy. <laughs> So last week when it was sunny, I was yeah. walking. I was getting my long walks back in, and I took this walk. And uh, I was walking down Sunset Boulevard, kind of the door-to-shore route, and I was just exploring and seeing what was new and what had opened and stuff. And up ahead on Sunset, um, kind of in Silver Lake, yeah, near Silver Lake Junction, there's a Baskin-Robbins that I've just never noticed that I'm sure has been there the entire time. Mm -hmm. If you can't picture it, neither could I. It's in a shopping center. And so I was walking, and I was like, you know what? Basket Robbins is one of those places, like Subway, that has a smell. That when yes. you walk into a Subway yeah. or you walk into a Baskin Robbins, it smells like it did 40 years ago. It's, mm -hmm. it's bizarre. I mean, the it people that work there must have nightmares about it or must have to like do laundry so dramatically <laughs> to get that stink off. So I was like, maybe I'll just walk in and see if this one smells like they all smell. Because I've kind of forgot the smell. Yeah. I haven't been in a Baskin Robbins in 15 years. So I was like, okay. I was like, I'm just going to walk in and I'll buy a bottle of water if I need to. And there's like a, a mom with like three kids, like clearly her kid and like kids' friends. I walk in there. And as soon as I walk in, they just charge right out. So I open the door. So then I'm walking. I'm the only customer in the middle of the day, like 1 p.m. in a Baskin Robbins. And they're like, hey, sir, how are you? I'm like, oh. and, you know, I wasn't going to be like, I just wanted to smell your store. <laughs> I'm taking a walking trip down memory lane. I just want to smell your store. I didn't have the guts to say that. So then I said, uh, could I have a bottle of water, please? And she goes, we don't sell bottles of water, but we do have cups of water. 
And I don't know if you remember this, Kurt, but for some reason, Baskin Robbins has the most delicious cold water. I think it's because they constantly are filtering it to run their scoopers through. Uh huh. So they hand me a pink paper cup with tap water. And then they said, do you want any ice cream? So at this point, to not look like a total psychopath. <laughs> you and also, you it was 65 to. degrees. I was like, sure, I'll take uh, a, a small single scoop of mint chip, mint chocolate chip. Yeah. So the person looks directly at me. I must have said something weird and goes directly over to regular chocolate chip and scoops a single scoop of that. And I go, great. So then I, I wear a little <laughs> carrier that has a water bottle in it. And I go to get my wallet out. No wallet. <laughs> I had forgotten my wallet from a different hike. I have like a little, when I go backpacking, that has 20 bucks and a credit card. So yeah. now I have no cash. So I said, I don't have any money. I'm sorry. I thought that they might be like, oh, never mind and take it back. Or say like, don't worry about it, bud. Just take it. It's fine. So they were like, oh. And so I'm standing here holding a cone. And I go, do you take Venmo? And they go, not at the store. I go, do you have Venmo? Yes. So I Venmoed a person for a scoop of ice cream that I didn't want on a walk to do the dumbest <laughs> thing ever, which was to smell a Baskin-Robbins in the middle of the day. They were like cool about it. I tipped them like five bucks. I was like, thanks so much. I'm an idiot. I forgot my wallet. But then I just had to walk back down Sunset to my house. just eating an ice cream cone. Like I like to think that you and Lauren drove by. Like All my friends are like, look at Scotty treating himself to a little... <laughs> Daytime sweet tooth action on his three mile walk. It was like a series of events that went from yes, it was a bizarre thing for me to want to do, but I was like, I just want to go back. Yeah, I, and then instantly it became four of the most awkward minutes of my adult life. Finished with me eating an ice cream flavor that I like but did not order. <laughs> past every human, yeah. Past also, all like of walking my friends. right down Echo Park Avenue, right? Yeah, right down Sunset Boulevard, oh, Echo Sunset, Park Avenue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to, and and what what don't you want during a long walk? Just some dairy, yeah. Just a nice cold dairy product <laughs> in Hipster Central, in the most just with your place tiny, in the world. your tiny little ice cream cone. Oh, so classy! <laughs> what a grown up thing to do. Anyways, delicious. I forgot how good those thirty one oh, yeah. flavors are. It is very good. Uh, my kids really love. There's like a thing you can get where it's like a, some sort of a fish or a shark. Like you get a fin, a cookie fin put oh, on that's top. That's fun. So we have to. I should do have that. gotten that and made it even weirder. That would have been much better. I agree with it. I it's have not a cookie shark. It's thing? got a stupid name too. It's not. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Not as stupid as Pizuki, like the BJ's thing, but it's close to it. Um, all right, here we go. Get us Hit into it. an ad. Uh, cemetery staff take out personal ad for Goose, whose mate died, and find her a new match, Scott. Hey, that's a beautiful story. It is. All right, we'll goose each other a little bit when we get back on Bananas.
folks, we are back, Scotty. Guess what? I, I got some shout-outs. Hit me. All right. Um, this one is from Daniela. Hi, guys. It will be my boyfriend's birthday on April 4th. and wanted to see if you can give him a shout-out. He's the one who put me onto this podcast, and it's been a constant in our relationship, even when times were tough. We could always listen together and laugh. You could say y'all are a bit of an aphrodisiac after all the laughter comes. And then a winky face. Anyway, his name is Tanner Ballingy and is also a writer-artist, mailman, among many other things. Love you all, and thanks for keeping us from killing each other. Ha, ha, ha. Daniela. And uh, and Tanner, Tanner, we have never been called an aphrodisiac in our entire lives. Not and in any way. We are so proud, and we're very happy for you. Thank you so much for listening to the. We podcast. salute your smooches. Continue to smooch, guys. It's great for you. You got another one? Uh, yes. Uh, this is I'm Kelly, and want to shout out my husband Cody. We're murder bananas since day one, and our fourth wedding anniversary is in April. He'll be with his ship. He's in the Navy. And would cool. love for him to be surprised listening to Bananas one day out in the middle of the ocean with a shout-out. Love you. I love you, Cody, and can't wait to see you after you get home. I wanted I to pitch wanted... you a show based on what you just said, because this is something I've been thinking about. Yes. Maybe we pitch it just once to see okay. if your manager will even listen to it. It's called Guam and Dad. Okay. Mom <laughs> uh-huh. is a Navy nurse on Guam. Yes. Dad has to raise the kids while she's busy taking care of soldiers. Guam and, and Dad. Kurt and Brown only stars as Dad. Are you kidding me? Yes. So we got military, so we get the red states. We yeah. get Dad, stay-at-home Dad who's great at raising kids, so we get the blue states. Yeah, We're Guam knocking them all down. Guam and Dad. And we get, you know, I'm pure Americana. Nobody travels to Guam. It must be a nightmare out there because our friends travel everywhere in the world. I know people have gone to Antarctica. I've never met anybody except... Carrie Lynn Nickerson, who's a Navy nurse, yep. who's lived on Guam. Yeah. Guam and Dad coming this season to ABC. I'm ready ABC. to do it. And we shoot it in Hawaii. Thank you. <laughs> Guam, we do. got nothing against you, Guam. We don't know anything about you. We know you have invasive brown snakes, and we yep. hate invasive species on this podcast, and we're sorry <laughs> about the snake population. Get some mongoose. We do respect their go getedness you know, the hustle. We do respect the hustle of invasive species, but we're not down with it. Nope. Uh, I'll just do one and then we'll get back into the pot. I have a lot, but I'm going to do this one because I put it off for a little bit. And also, like I've said before, I have a list of a buttload of these things, guys. So if, if you're like, hey, you missed my thing, I probably didn't. It's probably coming up. Elise Calentino. Elise Calentino wants to shout out her father-in-law, Jim, who was just released from the hospital after a triple organ transplant. Heart, liver, and kidney. Whoa. He's incredibly strong. He's made amazing progress, and he's doing well since those surgeries. So shout out to Jim from Elise. Jim, we hope you're doing better, and here's to blue skies and happy health for the rest of your days. Hell yeah, Jim. And send them in, Bananas, to The Bananas Podcast on Instagram or The Bananas Podcast at Gmail. We love to hear it. Come see us April 15th, Helium Comedy Club, 430 Bananas Before Dark in Portland, Oregon. All right. So this one was sent in by Sarah Anderson. Thank you, Sarah Thank Anderson. Thank you so much, Sarah. We love this you, Sarah on, Anderson. This is on CBS News website, hey, which I got to... I got to shout out the webmaster at CBS News website for making the most aggressive website to attempt to read mm-hmm. of any of the news websites. This mm-hmm. is this is a worse 
experience going on cbsnews.com it's a worse experience than going on like the smallest shittiest uh paper from like silver springs maryland yep. this is everywhere i go there's an ad that vi- that attacks me and attempts to block just me reading the fucking thing i hate it so much but there you go. this is a beautiful story okay <laughs> just wanted to start it off with a bunch of hatred that's fine. Cemetery staff take out personal ad for Goose, whose mate died, and find her a new match. This is by Steve Hartman Ooh. and Carrie Breen. Damn. The dynamic duo. Uh, best in the biz. There are a few things sadder than a love story cut short by tragedy. One story comes out of a cemetery. Oh, sorry. Can't read that because a pop-up of a video just started playing. Uh, <laughs> comes out of Marshalltown, Iowa, where employees noticed that a goose blossom was out of sorts after the death of her mate, Bud. Blossom and Bud had lived on the pond and Riverside Cemetery, but after he died in August 2022... Blossom's behavior changed, general manager Dory Tamman said. Blossom started spending time near the front office looking at her reflection in glass windows and on model tombstones, which is the saddest sentence I've ever read. It's up Uh, there. She wanted company, Tamman said. After watching that, Tamman got an idea. They keep the quotes from Tamman short. Uh (laughs) Makes you think. Tam had posted a personal ad for the, quote, lonely widowed domestic goose, writing that Blossom wanted a, quote, life partner for companionship and occasional shenanigans. I don't know if that means boning. Uh, in the ad, Tam had called Blossom youthful, adventurous, and lively. The joke worked better than ever anyone could have expected. Tam had yeah. soon heard from Deb and Randy Hoyt, owners of a widower goose named Frankie. Okay. Just like Blossom, Frankie was in need of a mate. He was so lonely, Deb Hoyt said. Randy Hoyt saw the ad and he said, well, that'll be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keeping these quotes short. <laughs> Hoyt, the Hoyts and Tammon set up a Valentine's Day blind date for the birds where Blossom welcomed Frankie with open wings. Now the two are spending all their time together at the cemetery and even taking dips in the lake. Quote, they started walking off together and they haven't really left each other's side since, Tammon said. Wow. Pretty great. Pretty, Pretty great. great. Mm-hmm. It's heartwarming. We do love a heartwarming story on this. It's very true. <laughs> I think uh, it's fun. What are they called? Animals? I mean, humans being bros. It's like it, it, it takes so little to be nice to an animal. Be nice to every animal. Yeah. Also, the fact like, yeah, if you have any questions about whether whether or not animals have like a deeper thing going on, like there's these stories, there's thousands of stories like this. There That's is really a, true. There is a consciousness that animals have that we just don't know about. Yeah, it's really true. It really is. Well, Give me that's one. Sweet. Let's Give me see. one, Scotty. I have so many. There's this one I've been saving, I think, for a solo app. Let me scroll through the old Alrighty. dock of greatness. Uh, yeah, I don't think I did this one, but if I did, stop me in my tracks. I will. I'll start screaming. I think Hero McNulty sent this in. Great name, Thank Hero you. McNulty. Tech Radar. This was in Tech Radar, written by the best in tech radar business, Lance Ulanoff. Lance. Sony owns a patent that would allow you to yell at your TV to skip the commercials. Oh, wow. I have a perfect story to go with this, by the way. Amen. Perfect. Imagine being trapped in commercial hell where your voice is the only escape. Who cooks up such a thing? 
I mean, Lance is already going for broke on Tech Radar. Who cooks up such a thing? Not a techie thing to say, a very domestic <laughs> analog statement. According to a tweet that I did open in a new tab uh, that has been viewed over 18 million times, this was once Sony's brilliant idea. I almost did a spit take when the tweet rolled into my feed. It's not a full patent, but the illustration of someone sitting on a couch watching a TV show where a person shouts, uh, shoots someone else. Weird to have so much unnecessary violence in this patent uh, at a McDonald's commercial. So basically, a message would appear on screen when a commercial would happen. This is before streaming, too. This patent's like 20 years old. And if you say McDonald's loudly... It will end the commercial. So their patent was Holy if a McDonald's shit. commercial started on the bottom of the screen, it would say, say McDonald's. Or if it was, you know, Burger King, it might say, say Whopper. And if you yell McDonald's or Whopper, it goes back to the show you were watching. So, wow. It is so, it's that is so much more nefarious than I had anticipated. Yeah. But also, that would have been great. Like, it would have uh, been so funny, but also like so a uh, way to make sure that the advertisement like lodged in your frontal lobe, you know, and like that, like you had more uh, uh, cranial engagement with the ad itself. Yes, they want you to say that you acknowledge what you're seeing completely. You know the brand, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah, because there's a lot of commercials now where I'm just like, I couldn't tell you what that was for at all i know a puppy dog had a great time but i'm unsure what service it was advertising yeah Yeah. for it's a migraine medicine and you're like i did not see that coming why is serena williams in the uh, smiling with this puppy and why is it for black cat fireworks um so the u.s according to uh the u.s patent and trademark office there are more than 11.5 million patents that is not counting patents that were lost in a fire in 1836 (laughs) i bet the dollop probably covered that that's a pretty crazy story so this this writer uh tried searching sony and commercials and couldn't find anything similar to the patent then switched to google did blah 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 blah. they found it so in uh, 2014 2013 uh, there was a whole Reddit post dedicated to this patent. Uh, and it turns out there's only like this one source on Google patents. It's like, you know, the long US 824, blah, 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 blah. And it's a system for converting television commercials into interactive network video games. Wow. Uh, it was created by an inventor named Gary M. Zalowiski. Oh. Sony already applied for the patent as early as 2009 and it was granted in august 2021 so it's been updated i think that's why this story exists Uh, so basically in what here's what it says or here's the summary of the patent in one method a broadcaster streamed commercial is accompanied by an interactive segment a media player linked to the broadcaster streaming media source identifies the existence of the interactive segment and presents the user with an enhanced Mini game commercial that can be played with other viewers in a common or dispersed demographic. Too much. Too much. Too much interaction. But the funniest part to me, and, and you know, there there were talks, I guess, to go to NBC, CBS, Hulu, and even back in the day, MySpace. 
And the whole concept was you could shout at your TV to get commercials to go. I mean, what about people that live in apartments? What about people that live in dorms? What about people that live in multi-family units? Just people yelling products? Crazy. (laughs) That inventor, I'm proud of that. I'm I'm proud of that inventor. Like this is, because you often think like, there in I don't know in the eighties there was a lot of like inventors you know like in pop in popular culture yeah you know, like the dad in Gremlins was an inventor Honey you know, I like, Shrunk the Kids yeah an inventor like an inventor was just a job that you could have and now it's always like well who's who's inventing things now you know it seems like most things have been invented or at this point it's like AI shit where it's like this is this is beautiful I'm so happy like even though it's nefarious and it like makes you interact with an with a brand deeper and I don't like that. I do love the idea that, like, and also this guy thought he had it nailed. This guy was like, I just thought of something that's amazing and so fun and everyone's going to love because it it does everything, satisfies everybody, and then nothing ever happened with it. That's the toughest part. He's ahead of the curve. Yeah, I think it would have caused fights for the rare things that are still group viewing, like the Academy Awards or the Super Bowl, the World Cup or whatever, uh, because... I think some people like to watch commercials and some people don't. So say you are <laughs> watching the Super Bowl. Well, yeah. I guess it wouldn't work with sports because they take TV timeouts. But like with the Oscars, it's like, oh, here comes the ad for a movie we don't want to see. Yeah. Uh, and somebody yells the name of that movie. <laughs> Guam and Dad. <laughs> then suddenly we're back to the performance and everybody be like, but I wanted to see that. Like I could just see <laughs> shouting matches happening because you're yelling at your TV about, you know, Mr. Peanuts and Cheese Balls and Canada Dry Tonic Water. <laughs> tonic well, Water. Here we go. Do you want to have the more evil version of this? Uh, I want whatever you want. Did you say you had a story that yes. connected to? Oh, yeah. Yeah, here it is. Give me what you got. Ford files deranged patent for self-driving cars that repossess themselves. Oh, yeah, I did Fall behind this. on your payments and your car could simply drive itself away. Uh, in the future, and this was on The Bite by Frank Landymore. Landymore! Don't know him. Don't Landy less, Landymore. Landymore. Also, f- Bite.com? Cool. Yeah. I would have guessed that's a food website, but we're talking <laughs> trucks. The B-Y-T-E, Bite. I see. In the future, if you ever fall behind on your payments for your ridiculously overpriced car, it may not be the repo man that comes a-knocking. Instead, your set of wheels may simply drive itself back to the dealership. Sure. Which is so dark. And yes, believe it or not, that's the gist of an actual patent filed by Ford, first spotted by our colleague at The Drive, initially submitted in 2021, the patent titled Systems and Methods to Repossess a Vehicle. While not approved yet, the system described in the patent is about as deranged as it sounds. Ford envisions it being capable of outright disabling different functions in your vehicle, Mm. dispensed as increasing tiers of forewarning punishment. Listen to this. Okay. So as you fall behind on your payments, first, it could nix your power windows and lock you out of parts of your infotainment system. Yeah, this is bad. When did it become an infotainment system? Is that the name of the radio now? They've been that for a while. It's just just so stupid we don't say it. It's yes. so stupid. We thank God we don't say that. And would you like a? Would you like to turn on the infotainment system? <laughs> no, I would like this date to end right now. Thank you for picking me up. You could circle the block and drop me right back off. 
Um, If that still doesn't get your attention, you'll next lose your air conditioner and the ability to automatically lock and unlock doors. That's only the tip of how obnoxious it can get, though. Ford can make your car blare and incessant (laughs) and unpleasant sound every time you enter it and eventually lock you out entirely. Well, I can understand locking you out. All the other things feel like torture. That seems so messed up. Yeah, man. I can understand, like, like, shutting the engine down, where it's like, the car doesn't work anymore because you've missed six months of payments. I'm like, okay, I understand that. Yeah. But, like, not... Loud noises? If you're having... If you're behind on your car payments, your life is already a struggle. It's already bad and hard. The fact that your car's got to come at you and turn the fucking air conditioning off... Yeah, it's getting bad. It's because... This is where, like, AI shit is, like... Oh, this is no good. This is yep. no good. Yeah, especially these all the cars like BMWs charging for heated seats and stuff like that. Like now car now you have to pay subscriptions to have <sighs> a car a certain way, which if you think about it from their side you go, "Yeah, that's so smart cuz the rich people don't give a shit. They're going to do whatever." Yeah. But like it's just a bogus way to treat people, especially if somebody's been loyal to your brand their whole life and yeah. then they fall behind and it's like they don't care. I will say it will be very funny to see cars just driving themselves sadly back through town. <laughs> I will egg every one of them. I will throw eggs yeah. accurately at every single car that's driving itself back to the Ford dealership. <laughs> and I encourage the Bananimals to safely do it, too. Give us one last one to send us home, Scotty. And this will be the rare six-story episode. Fine with me. Uh, Carlton Smith sent this in on Instagram. Thank you, Carlton Smith. Uh, This one's classic. American influencer who married herself considers divorce after only 24 hours. Quote, I cannot take it anymore. This was at MSN.com, written by Linda Divorcing Myself Shinudu. Thank you, Linda Shinudu. Shyundu. Shyundu. That looks like a Shyundu to me. It's from yesterday at 6 or 9 a.m. So this poor Linda had to get up and type this dumb story. It has come to light that Sophie Maurer, a 25-year-old influencer who purportedly wedded herself, has now initiated divorce proceedings after spending a mere 24 hours in her own company. She's a very cute. She's a very cute young person. I'm sure. Sophie Maurer, I'm looking her up. Whenever someone is described... As an influencer, I'm like, let's see who they am. But everybody under the age of 30 is an influencer. Everybody's an influencer. Everybody's Instagram are is influencing you to think that they have a kick-ass life. M-A-U-R-E. Uh, Sophie, S-O-I, S-O-F-I. The unusual oh incident God. took... Of yeah, it's Sophie that way. Well, she's... Gen Z doesn't have time for all the letters. Uh, this unusual incident took place in February, and Maurer, or Mari, uh, took to social media to announce her nuptials. She shared a picture of herself donning a wedding veil and a regal gold tiara, 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 while dressed in a wedding gown of her own choice. She even went ahead and baked herself a celebratory wedding cake, leaving her social media followers perplexed with her out-of-the-box approach. While some of her followers expressed their support for Sophie's decision, others because the internet exists, criticized her, claiming that she was simply seeking attention. Yes, that is exactly right. That is what all of us are doing on social media. Yeah. We are simply seeking attention. 
But also, also what I don't understand is how it becomes a story. Do you know what I mean? Like if I say, if I say like, uh, uh, you know, my right knee is now my left knee, but after 24 hours, it's like, <laughs> but now I put them back because I didn't like it. Like who the fuck writes about that? We get so many stories from British tabloids that are woman marries ghost ghost yes. divorces woman woman marries doll doll best lover she's ever had woman marries pirate ghost pirate ghost sails away like yeah. there is a market for there somebody loves these stories somebody uh, loves them there's the, the one about the guy who's like he's he married a, a an ashtray but then fell in oh, love yeah. with like his we dishwasher and it was just like who is like this guy's publicist like how much does he pay a month to get these stories in the press i do love the whatever it's called when people love ho- uh, objects when they yeah when people love balloons and they just I have love a bedroom lamp. full of balloons and they mm-hmm. just dry hump balloons. I love it. I'm all for, yeah, you love lamps, kiss lamps, <laughs> smooch away. I love those kind of things, but I agree. So anyways, <laughs> in this young woman's case, uh, the commitment to the institution of marriage uh, led her to contemplate Ending the union within a day of its creation, she took to social media yet again. Shocking. She didn't keep this one private. She She hung the dirty laundry, so to speak, (laughs) announcing that divorce proceedings were imminent, leaving many of her followers with their jaws agape. In response to her unexpected announcement, social media users responded with jokes and also reassurances of uh, that an express divorce was available within the first three months of marriage. There's a fun fact. Um, blah, 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 blah. Nothing I, more honestly, interesting about Honestly, I don't her. blame Sophie. I also cannot find her on Instagram. Um, I don't blame Sophie. I think that's a fun, funny thing to post it online. Works. I blame whoever wrote this article and made us read it. I'm Linda. upset. Yeah, Linda, okay. I'm upset. Who used to make those photos where they would put a very small head on your big body? Was that Matt? <laughs> Matt Murphy. Matt Murphy would. We got to so post funny. one of those. We yes, I will post it. I have, I, have I have a couple. They're if, so, if, so funny. If I send you, or can you send Matt a photo? I know he's a very busy, ultra-successful yeah. dude, but a photo of me so that we can put on our Instagram a small head photo of you and a small <laughs> head photo of me for our Instagram post in two Tuesdays, I would just be delighted. <laughs> they are so, so funny. Actually, if someone can do that for him, I don't think I could ask Matt. He is He does run one of the most... <laughs> successful ad agencies in America and in the world. Absolutely. So (laughs) true. Uh, Well, thank you, Scotty. That was really fun. Thanks, buddy. Love that Bananas podcast. Thanks, everybody, at Exactly Right, especially our producer and engineer, Katie Levine, who helps us out so much. Lisa Maggot, our full human intern, who does our newsletter, which you can sign up for if you go to our Instagram and our link tree. We got everything on there, y'all. Hang Mm -hmm. out with us. We're Mm -hmm. fun. We're nice. See you in Portland, folks. See you in Portland, folks. Bananas Podcast. Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. 
And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas. Bananimals, follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.